Welcome to The The Savory Savory Scoop. Scoop. This is a safe space where we talk about mindset, wellness, and nutrition. Today's conscious topic is self-discipline. What comes to mind when you hear the word self-discipline? You know, I used to think self-discipline or the word discipline was something negative, but it has shifted for me over the years. It definitely has a negative connotation, right? Like, so like disciplining your children or scolding, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Usually, usually has a very negative association with it, but it doesn't have to. It can be a way of keeping yourself in line. Yeah. Yeah, true. Because when you, you know, as a kid, like when you're disciplined, you feel like you're forced to do something you don't want to do, right? Or you are, you know, given boundaries, but you want to test the boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I think it's human nature to not want to feel trapped. So as a kid, we are conditioned to look at it as something negative, even though, like you were saying, Debbie, it can be something really beautiful if we can really kind of peel you know, the layers off of that word. For sure. Yeah. Even with children, it can be disciplined through teaching. You know, it's just, you think of discipline, you think of like harsh, mm. you know, ramifications of something. So right. it doesn't like, have to be that way. Definitely. When you're in, like in childhood, it's the, the parents, the, the elders exerting that like control, right? Like regimenting, mm. you know, you got to do this, that. And then when you get older and we talk about self-discipline, it's we're in charge of that, of uh, implementing, right? Uh, the, the discipline, the, the boundaries, uh, you know, what to do and what not to do and all of that. The healthy habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That help you to succeed. Right. It really is, yeah. And, you know, and to be completely honest, I still don't like the word discipline. Um, in yoga, there's this word called tapas. It's one of the practices. It's one of the niyamas, which is translated to uh, observances. And tapas, it's translated to the fire within, or it can be this effort that you bring to a certain intention. When I look at it from, because discipline, like you said, you know, it's it's just a word, end of the day. Yeah. But we're always associating words with experiences from mm-hmm. the past. So for me, just learning that yogic teaching of tapas, I was able to kind of detach from that and be like, okay, what's my intention here? And what's the effort I need to put into this? That's helped me. I love yeah. changing negative words to positive mm. words. So I love that. Discipline to effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody try and do that. Yeah. 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 Reframing. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like choosing your definition for a certain word. I mean, a word is just a, a label, right? But discipline, yeah, like, like you were saying, you know, it can be a really beautiful thing when it gets you to your, you know, your goals, right? Because a life without any kind of discipline, it's like, it's a bit aimless, right? You're mm. not, not really working steadily towards something if you're not able to stay, you know, if, if you're distracted, right? Yeah. Um, I think discipline really is, uh, it's a product of, of focus, focus and intention, as you were saying, definitely. Yeah, I think it's all about creating habits and consistency that help to keep you um, on track. And holistically, 
I think it's really good to look at it from all standpoints of like, you know, you've heard me talk about nutrition before being all of the things that you put in your body, not only the foods you feed yourself. So it's like, where is your self-discipline or what are your boundaries when it comes to your nutrition? Like, what are you listening to? What are you watching? Who are you surrounding yourself with? What mm. are the foods you're putting into your body? So on and so, so forth. Right. That's a form of self-discipline. Really is. It's it's a form of self discipline can be a form of self love, oh, which yeah. is a topic we've covered. Definitely check that out. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all related. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said about distraction. I think now most of us have mastered the art of distraction. And when we are trying to create an intentional life or lifestyle, it's almost like you have to unlearn all these habits you've, we've created uh, where we're distracted either just with all these dopamine hits, social media, the, you know, food is entertaining yeah. and food is all around like us, you know, there's no place you can go, you know, most of us, um, you know, of course, there are countries where people are struggling to find food, but most of us, especially for if you're in developed country, Food is just all over the place. You go to work, someone's bringing you something. You go to a friend's house, there's lots, lots of things in their pantry. Our own house, yeah. you know, when church. we open the pantry, yeah, what's sure. in there? Right. Somebody's birthday at church, you know. There's there, And there's temptations everywhere, too, in mm-hmm. terms of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, when when our, like, dreams or our goals are vague, it's really easy to rationalize all the little uh, exceptions that we make. True. Uh, that, you know, really we end up then not not getting around to the specific things that we need to do in order to reach our goals. You know, we mm-hmm. rationalize things. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, intention really, intention really is at the basis of it because, it, you know, why would you want to be disciplined with doing any one habit, right? Mm-hmm. It's the why yeah. that oh, is yes. really critical. Absolutely. Getting very clear with that yeah. is, is important. Yeah, the why is everything. Like anytime you want to transform any part of your life, we have to look at the why. And it's interesting, like when I was a kid, you know, sometimes when you're growing up, your why might be something that was passed down to you by your parents or your culture. Um, So as a kid, when I was going to school, I was very competitive. I'm was always, you know, studying hard, staying up late nights, and we're talking elementary school and middle school, trying to get like the best grades, but it came from a place of needing to please my parents, needing to please my teachers, you know, and, you know, possibly peers, I can't like, you know, I was a kid, so I can't like really dive into it, but I definitely know it was a pleasing of of the authorities, parents, teachers. So, that why can only take you so far, right? At some point, that's gonna, that's not gonna work because I really, you know, you get to a place where you don't have to please your teachers or your parents. So then you have to, and it can also be unhealthy if you are constantly striving to please someone else. And that's where you get burnout and this, um, we, we had another episode on perfectionism. You become a perfectionist where you're so hard on yourself and then you finally just, you know, give up everything because you know that's just not something you can sustain. Yeah. 
Um, so for me, after I got into meditation, after I started learning um, the yogic teachings, for me, it was sort of understanding what's my why by kind of, you know, all the noise that we have in our heads, noticing that and then kind of releasing that those and then journaling, what's my why for this particular goal or um, transformation that I'm, I'm going on? And that why can be something that is that takes you down a path of like a unique journey it's going to be very different from what you are taught yeah i often think about what would my future self do or mm-hmm. that ideal version of myself or that mm-hmm. person that best version of myself that i'm working towards being and then that helps me to take the steps that I, that version of myself, would take. Like, at night, am I not looking at the phone an hour before I go to bed? Am I wearing blue blocker glasses so that all of that unhealthy light doesn't, like, you know, affect my sleep? Am I not drinking water a couple of hours before eating, drinking caffeine, etc.? You know, am mm-hmm. I waking up every morning and doing my affirmations and doing them before I go to bed as well? Like the rituals, the steps, the habits that, you know, that person that I'm always working towards being would do. Like I think to myself, what would she do? But it's like, what, what would I do? What do I do? Mm. What am I doing yeah. to become the best version of myself or the healthiest version of myself? For sure. And that's not to say that you shouldn't love yourself when you're not the best version of yourself mm-hmm. either. Because you, true self-love is loving that version of yourself that's like not the greatest version of yourself mm-hmm. just as much as you do when you're like on your A-game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, you were, you were talking about meditation. For me, that has become an extremely crucial, um, you know, practice. Uh, you mentioned it, you know, in order to create clarity for your intention for the self-discipline, but also, you know, in and of itself, it also enhances focus, right? So you're not as distracted. You're more mindful of that, of that clear vision, and it also reduces stress. So all of that help improve your self-discipline. So for me, that's definitely one of the tools that has helped me with discipline. I feel like when I, when I meditate, you know, everything in life, right, gets better. I'm much better at sticking to my like daily habits and really working towards my goals, right? Things, things become so clear. For sure. Meditation and the foods that we Mm. eat have a huge impact on our, our state yeah and how we function and we're able to be more focused and self-disciplined when we eat foods that allow us to be lit up and focused and have clarity because there are the foods that are going to make you feel all tired and lethargic and Mm. foggy and you can't even you know think of anything and you have no motivation and then there's the foods that make you feel lit up and motivated and, you know, like you want to take action. And it's different for everyone. So I think it's important to find those individual foods that work for you, your happy foods and then your foods that don't make you feel so good. Absolutely. And nutrition, I mean, that's so important. Um, but when it comes to nutrition or when it comes to wanting to lead a healthy lifestyle, I think where most of us get stuck is uh 
the words that we choose. For example, we always say, I want to be more healthy. Mm-hmm. Or we'll say, I want to lose like 20 pounds. Or I want to be more smart. I So the words we use are so vague, there's no actionable item in those words, right? So to me, what works is, okay, if I am trying to transform, I, I make a decision first decision is don't try to transform all the aspects of our lives all at the same time, yeah. right? We don't want to be tackling finances and health and relationship and um, whatever else is out there. We don't want to be tackling all of that all at the same time because we're going to get lost in it. So you choose one yeah. and then you ask yourself, okay, I know I want to be healthy, but what does it look like every day? So you ch- start with that one actionable item, which is, I'm just going to walk every morning. That's all I'm going to do. You're not thinking of, what am I going to eat? Yeah. What am I going to, you know, or am I losing 10 pounds? No, you're just going to create that. And one of my favorite writers, um, teachers, I would say, is Leo Babauta. He wrote The Zen Habits. And he always talks about these actionable habits, if we don't have that, it's just a concept out in the air. Yeah. And then we listen to all these podcasts, including this, and we're like thrown like all these words at us. There's meditation, there's mindfulness, you know, eat nutritious food, read this book or, um, you know, exercise, do yoga. And, and it can be so overwhelming. So for the first month, he always says, you know, choose one thing. And then make that a habit. And it may take three months to be consistent with a certain habit. And that's okay. And then three months, because it's not a race that you're trying to win in a year. It's, It's a lifelong practice. And then it may take two years to just master three habits. But those three habits, once we master them, they go a long way. Yeah, it's all about creating a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. You know, when it comes to nutrition, you can eliminate one thing. Let's say your, you know, your goal is to eliminate sugar, gluten, dairy, soy, whatever it may be, processed foods. Start with one. Yes. Start with one. And then you will see eventually you're going to want to eliminate something else. But mm. start with baby steps, be gentle on yourself, and you know, then you're going to want to do more. Yes. You can't just do everything all at no. once. It's too overwhelming. It is. And most likely, you know, it's not going to work. Right. I remember, yeah. yeah, I remember when I was studying for the boards, which, by the way, takes so much self-discipline, right, mm-hmm. uh, to sit and study for something, you know, longitudinally. And I, I read a book on willpower, and basically there was a, you know, it was a lot of research and everything, but one of the things was, you know, <clears throat> if you practice self-discipline or discipline in one area of your life, it'll improve your discipline in all areas of your life. Oh, true. So just like that, picking that one thing, while you're doing that, it's actually improving things in other areas, and then it'll make it even easier, right? You'll build up some momentum and then be able to then get onto the next next habit or goal that you have. Yeah. And uh, Simi, you were saying earlier about, you know, being specific. Mm-hmm. That is so, so important because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, exercise. You know, doctors often say, like, oh, eat healthy and exercise. 
No, well, what does what that is, mean? What does that actually mean? So mm-hmm. there's something called, you know, smart goals where you're, you're being, you're specific. It's, mm-hmm. it's measurable, right? Um, it's, it's realistic. And, and so for instance, when it comes to say exercise, you could say, well, what is it that I'm actually going to do? Yoga. Okay. Where am I going to do it? Okay. I'm going to do it at, at home. Right. Um, when are you going to do it? Well, you got to pick, okay, well, I guess, you know, Tuesdays after work or something or a great time. And then like maybe Sunday morning, I can squeeze it in there before this, that, or the rest of the day. And then how long is it going to be duration? Right. So I'm going to do it for 20 minutes or whatever it is that is realistic or achievable. Exactly. Five is great too. And in fact, I remember when I, anytime you're trying to start a habit, it's always a great idea to do it. Like, you know, just like the smallest amount and but, but make sure you're doing it every single day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every single day. Yeah. So I remember when I was in residency, my goal was like, okay, I'm gonna do some amount of yoga, any amount of yoga, every single day. Mm-hmm. So I laid my mat out, and to this day I always keep my mat laid out so it's there, it's accessible. And so whether it's like I go, you know, on YouTube and I pull up a yoga video or I just go and freestyle it myself, I was like, I have to go, I have to go, I just have to get onto the mat. Yeah. Every single day. Doesn't matter how long or anything, but just just get there and then, you know, see what happens. Right? And so with that it's like you're training your, your brain to always, you know, go to the to the yoga mat and do mm-hmm. that, you know. And then you also associate that that place in your home or that place, you know, whether it's the gym or wherever it may be that you're going with that habit. So you're creating, you know, it it's an like an automatic action, yeah. right? A set of actions. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, definitely. For sure. I, I lay the mat out, and if I can do five minutes of yoga in the morning, I feel great, and I just go with the flow and do whatever my body tells me. So what's one habit that you ladies are hoping to create now where you're at? Mine is definitely doing more yoga. yoga. Because before I opened the restaurant I was doing yoga every day so I do like what you said I keep the mat out um, or I roll it up and it's right there and I lay it out and I just get on the mat and however long I do yoga is however long I do it for and I feel so much better and doing shavasana Mm. and the meditation and my breathing and journaling and everybody always tells me I'm super disciplined when it comes to food, but that's because of the nature of my food allergies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very in tune with my body. So those are the things that I do that's to keep myself thing. healthy. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, definitely meditation, because I find that if anything else is off, so my sleep is oftentimes off, my, you know, say exercise or anything else, emotional reactivity, right? For me, meditation is that one thing that if I do that, I make better decisions. So for me, that's the one thing for me to focus on. So, and even if it's right, like five minutes, um, and usually I get my meditation done in the, in, in the morning and I'm trying to also implement it at night because mm-hmm. I definitely find that I have a harder time like shutting my brain down at the end of the day. Um, and so it really, I have found that I've recently started to try to meditate before bed as well, just for five minutes or, you know, 10. And 
that's really helped a lot. So that's mm. something that I'm trying to implement. And what definitely helps me is that I have it right. I have my yoga mat right by my bed and my meditation cushions right there too. So it's a visual cue, yeah, which is really absolutely. important with, with habits and, and discipline. It just makes it easier. And so then I, I, I do it and I, and I go to bed and I found it. It's really been helpful. So yeah, in the morning and now I'm trying to implement it in the evening to help me shut down from the day. Uh, you, know? I, you know what? Mm-hmm. Another form of self, self-discipline is your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Being aware of your thoughts yes. and how you speak to yourself, right? Absolutely. That's very important. Be very aware of your Everything thoughts. starts here, yes. for sure. Yeah. We have a lot of things in common, but what? So I have a yoga mat in my living room, in my yoga room. So like, I, I, it seems like all the yogis or the ones who actually practice yoga have the yoga mats rolled out yeah. in their house <laughs> because you can't help but just like get on the mat and yeah. do something. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is, right? Yeah. 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 I, I love those habits. Those are like great habits. And it's and that's the whole point, right? Um, to know that the practice never ends it's not something where you know i'm not saying there there aren't enlightened beings like you know jesus buddha you know and i'm sure maybe there are people here but many of us are on this journey where we are still um trying to unlearn a lot of the unconscious things that we've picked up as kids and continue to pick up because we're you know we have a family we go to work so we're picking up things constantly different energy vibrations so there is that level of bringing awareness like you're saying to all of that and then releasing what doesn't serve you unlearning a lot of the things right that we're picking up so it's it's a practice and the beauty of the practice is that once we commit ourselves to a certain habit it's like brushing our teeth. Exactly. We just, it's come so easy. Like if someone asked me before 2009, do you pay attention to your thoughts or your bodily sensations? I'd be like, what are you talking about? I never heard of that. Like, you know, isn't that a crazy thing to do, right? <laughs> because I knew nothing about that, right? I was on autopilot. But once I learned about mindfulness, I learned, you know, meditation. And there's that, there's this understanding that meditation is to feel good. And it really isn't. Mm -hmm. Meditation is um, learning about yourself. Forming a deep sense of self-awareness. Yes. It's learning, okay, what is your conditioning? What are your thought patterns? And sometimes when you're sitting in meditation, you may come out not feeling great. And that's also part of meditation. That's where you write things down and say, you know, wow, like all these things came up and it's becoming more clear who you think you are or what you think you are in this world. And until you shed some light on that, you can't transform it or you can't evolve, right? Yes, absolutely. The process of behavior change or you know becoming disciplined in any area of your life always has to start with awareness right and i think often a lot of people also say you know you when you monitor right when you monitor um how often you're doing that thing that you're trying to do it helps you see the reality of oh i'm really not doing it too often and and then it'll help you actually make it you know it'll help you create a more regular habit but i think one of the 
you know, in terms of starting with awareness, one of the good questions to ask yourself would be, you know, does this does this behavior help me become the type of person I want to be, right? And so that's, I feel like, you know, meditation really brings that clarity. So whether it's a bad habit you're trying to change or a good habit you're trying to implement, a little bit of reflection really goes a long way mm. when it comes to that, right? Is this, you know, these types of foods I'm putting into my body, um, you know, is it helping me to become the type of person I want to be? The the meditation, you know, is that something that's helping me, right? And so reflecting on those things, I think, definitely helps um, at least set the stage for the um, the actual implementation of that habit. And checking in with yourself. Yes. That's everything. Yeah. Right? Moment to moment. You know, and this is a, an interesting um, question that I've gotten a couple of times, actually. It is, we're all going to die, right? So why not just enjoy life? Like, eat whatever you want, do whatever you want. Why does it matter? Because you won't have a quality of life. Exactly. A good quality of life. And, and if you are great genes you know like I'm, yeah. I'm so happy that you have that yeah. ability and, and you're right yeah. so I'm like that's great <laughs> but most of us as you get old the genes may be great up to a certain point but they're you know you're gonna get older things are gonna shift and it's the quality of life I mean yeah. you can get hit by a bus tomorrow I mean, you know, but mm -hmm. we're not trying to, it's not as if we're saying, oh, we have the secret to extending our life till we're 105. No, we're just saying, how do we create a life that is fulfilling, mm -hmm. right? That is filled with um, a sense of purpose. And, and I, it, this whole concept of discipline, I think, goes back to how we started talking about the why. Yeah. Like, what is the intention behind that transformation you're seeking? And some of us may not even know the why because we haven't sat with that question. And that's okay. There are people out there, communities out there, that can help us find the right intention um, to create a lifestyle that is, you know, that you can sustain. Yeah. Right? And help you to figure out what the steps are that you're taking to get to where you want to be. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you reminded me of, you know, when we were, you, you mentioned like, you know, some people just, you know, let's just do whatever, you know, we were only here for a short amount of time, do anything. But when you're actually disciplined and you create good habits that, you know, carry you later into life, you actually end up having more freedom to do the things you yes. want to when do. you're older. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. so not just in not just in health, but also like in terms of goals, right? Yeah. In terms of achievements that you want to, you know, just personally want to meet. Yeah. Right. And so you end up being because of the discipline, you end up being able to do what you want to do. Because otherwise, without that, without good foundations, right, you can't really, uh, you know, achieve what you your your ideal vision of yourself without actually having mm. you know you know creating that good foundation yeah habits and discipline yeah. so it's ironic right yeah yeah, that, yeah. That, like discipline that thing that's supposed to be so like rigid or you know has a negative connotation really can end up giving you a lot of freedom yeah doesn't have what, to be negative it yeah. doesn't 
And I can't emphasize enough, choose that one thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So speaking of freedom, um, I had made the choice of going to the gym. And so it kind of cut out the choices or the unbalance and emotions that I used to go through about trying to see if I wanted to go to the gym or not. And then another huge part of my life recently, um, and it's not just recently, it's actually been uh, quite a few months since last, last October as I cut out alcohol. And that was a huge first step. And after I completed that process, and I always consider this um, flipping the switch. So it's just like a light switch, right? You only have two variations. You have on and off. So it's either dark or light. Um, And so whenever I flipped the switch on alcohol, um, it led me into focusing more on uh, my body and um, emotions and figuring out my hormones, Mm -hmm. gut issues, and everything else followed in. And so it has created that freedom because it's not a choice anymore. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Since I stopped drinking alcohol, I have my personal growth. I have grown like in so many areas of my life. So I can totally relate to that. I love that so much. Yeah. And I have, I I get to tell these stories because I'm in the events industry and people are just like, why are you not drinking or can I get a can I get you a cocktail and I I flat out say like no I'm good I actually don't drink anymore and um then we get into the story of why that is because not many people in the state of Florida or people that I come across actually um don't drink yeah that you know just have cut it out and so when I tell them my story almost every person that I tell my story to is inspired yeah and it's such a beautiful thing because Now I feel like an inspiration to other people. Mm, Exactly. I love love that. That That is so beautiful because, you know, we all look up to people who are not doing what the mainstream is doing, right? There is some, because, you know, most of us just follow what everyone else is doing. And then you always meet that one person who doesn't drink and and they're constantly at like these social events and I'm like well how is that person like is the person having fun yes yeah. she's having fun but like how do you do it how do you say no how, you know I, I thought it's so great yeah yeah really I used to is. drink a lot and you know when I cut it out I I never like turned back mm-hmm. what I stopped doing was I stopped getting drunk Right. Mm. That's a form of self-discipline. So now every once in a while, if I have a drink, I'll just have a couple sips and that's it. But I don't need to get drunk because I feel like I'm not escaping from anything anymore. And so many areas of my life have transformed. So I love that you're doing that. create a podcast just for alcohol. Yes, we should. should. Yeah, we should. But, you know, with what you were saying, it reminds me of how, you know, it's, it's like you're self-control discipline is like a muscle it gets stronger the more you use it right so like probably when you started on that journey or when I when I started on that journey I was like well do you know like let me it was like a decision I had to make every time right and then when when I started to say no it got easier to say no and then it just got easier and easier and just like it's been with all the other things that I've kind of like cut out or paid attention to toxic Mm. relationships and all these things so it's like it gets stronger it's a muscle that gets stronger the more that you work it definitely you're setting boundaries yeah another topic we should explore definitely stay tuned for setting (laughs) boundaries (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like we're in a good spot to wrap up this episode. I really love yeah. that. That was really beautiful. Great Thank job for sharing your stories. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it was wonderful. So what's one tip we want to leave everyone with on this topic today? Each of us can kind of share one tip. Meet yourself where you're at. Yeah, I would say just pick pick one thing to start. Yeah. I would say love yourself through that journey. It's just like a light switch. Just flip it and you're going to be okay. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. Like Nike, just right? Well, thank you, everyone. And we will see you at the next episode. Thanks for joining us. Bye.